Final hour on After Hours tonight. 610 Sports Radio. Dusty Leggins with you. Blake Schneider. Did I get it right? Nah, man. It's Schneiders. Schneiders. It's all right. I get called Lickens a lot. I'm sure. Schneiders. Not Schneiders. I have a friend named Schneider. He's hilarious. He lives in Austin, and he saw Bruce Springsteen last night. Tell me more. Um, he went to Blue Springs High School, class of 2006, played football, has siblings. Now everybody knows. Uh, the entire world knows. I also think I'm going to take KU tomorrow, minus five, and the under, or the over at plus 148 and a half for 20 bucks. It's plus 284. Bet 20 to win 62.89. Why not? Gosh, can they each score 75 points? Let's do it. Bet's place. For those of you that want the the weekend parlay, it's a uh it, it's there for you. I'm taking Kansas minus 5 in the over of 148 and a half. I hope that over jumps to like 152 tomorrow. That game at three o'clock tomorrow. Uh, so should be a doozy for some of you if you're into those type of things. But my question of the night is with Travis Kelsey being named as the Saturday Night Live host on March 4th, which is crazy to think that that's like two and a half weeks away. What is that? Three weeks, two weeks away, right? Then you get the 1975 the next weekend. You know, I'll be locked in, baby. Locked in. I've admitted several times that the 1975 is one of my biggest guilty pleasures. But it is what it is. Should that be the question? What is your biggest guilty pleasure? Let's do it. 913-586-7610. Jay Southland, Toe Service text line. What is your biggest guilty pleasure? Somebody asked from the 913, what are you betting tomorrow on KU? I need a win. I took KU minus five in the over of 148 and a half. It's a little aggressive. It's a plus 280. It's a plus 264. So nothing crazy on that two-legger. But 913-586-7610, what is your biggest guilty pleasure? Can be food. Can be music. Music-wise, for sure, my biggest guilty pleasure is the 1975. Or Taylor Swift. Both albums, both produced by Jack Antonoff. For those of you that are unfamiliar with him, he is the sole creator of the band Bleachers. Food-wise, biggest guilty pleasure, Blake, for your boy? Spicy McChicken from McDonald's. I love a good spicy chicken. Solid. Hot and spicy McChick. Sign me up. Or anything buffalo chicken wrap. My better one is Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. I think it's better quality. Uh, It used to be elite. And then it, I don't know what happened to it, but fantastic there. And their spicy nugs with the honey mustard, big time fan. Maybe after the chicken wars of uh, 2019. Yeah. Yeah, the Popeyes versus Chick-fil-A versus everything else. Um, Somebody says, saw the 1975 in December after hearing you talk about them. Great show. After we talked about them, that's why you went and saw them. That's pretty awesome. Little Maddie, their front man's pretty interesting. He's pretty fun. Reality dating shows I'm locked in from the 714. 
Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise. Whataburger, gravy, and fries. Is that like all one thing, Neil? I don't even know if that's Neil alone, Jack. It just looks familiar. Guilty pleasure band as a 44-year-old male who grew up on classic country, hair bands, and punk rock. I like to go Goo Goo Dolls. Sympathy by Goo Goo Dolls is 100% a steering wheel strummer. I'll rock Sympathy, Iris, I Won't Tell Your Name, and Broadway by the Goo Goo Dolls all the time. So, Mr. 44-year-old, we're in the same boat. I'm just nine years younger. Um, 913-586-7610, biggest guilty pleasure. I bring that up because the 1975 will be on Saturday Night Live after Travis Kelsey being on Saturday Night Live. Um, so, it, 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 it strikes up the, you know, the question. I was going to go with, like, favorite Saturday Night Live skit. Too many. But 913-586-7610, what is your biggest guilty pleasure uh, in your life? I know my skit right off the dome. Yeah. Obviously, motivational speaker is great, but I love the Garth Brooks, Will Ferrell as Satan, yeah. trying to give him new music. That's a good one. That's a solid one. Um, But, yeah. But the breaking news today in the football world was that the Chiefs no longer have an offensive coordinator on their staff. Eric Bieniemy is going to be the new offensive coordinator for the uh, Washington Commanders, also the assistant head coach. He'll also have contract uh, restructure, uh, raises, all that sort of stuff involving his new role with the Washington Commanders and Ron Rivera, who is one of the Andy Reid coaching tree uh, successors in the NFL. I think the best thing about this for Eric Bieniemy is that I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for Eric Bieniemy because guys like Lewis Riddick tweet, not going to waste my time trying to explain why Urban Meyer, Cliff Kingsbury, and Nathaniel Hackett receiving an opportunity to fail so spectacularly as a head coach before Eric Bieniemy has to make a lateral move to prove his competent is competency as a coordinator. I didn't even get that word right, but his you know competency. I guess we're just going to keep calling it that because I'm an idiot. As a coordinator, is a effing embarrassment. Peace out, Lewis Riddick has had enough. Ian Rappaport. Source, the commanders and chiefs offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy are finalizing a deal for him to be their new offensive coordinator. Ron Rivera's first choice all along should be official tomorrow. Already official via Adam Schefter because Adam Schefter has let the world know that it is official. Eric Bieniemy has signed the dotted line. Eric Bieniemy is no longer a coach for the Kansas City Chiefs, which that leaves a lot of people questioning What's that mean for the Chiefs? Your question is answered, and it's answered immediately. It means that Matt Nagy is your new offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, and boy, oh boy, would it not be sweet if my parlay hit for the Kansas City Chiefs. Many years ago, I thought, because I, I, I thought his resume would be enough, that Eric Bieniemy would be an offensive coordinator somewhere else or a head coach somewhere else. I don't know which one was going to happen first. I thought head coach because of the resume that he had stacked up. Still kind of laughable that it's not. And I will say that him moving on means that Matt Nagy moves in, which means there is now 
an available position on the roster. That is the quarterback's coach. I've said for years, if he wanted to do it, would it not be sweet if Alex Smith took that gig to kind of introduce him into maybe what could be a good head coach in the National Football League? He's smart. He's not like the other quarterbacks that are good, but maybe not great coaches. Like Tom Brady will never be a coach. Peyton Manning will never be a coach. Patrick Mahomes will probably never be a coach because they just have received God-given talent that's hard to coach up. Like Peyton Manning can easily be like, yeah, well, when I was doing it, this was this way, and it was. it's like, yeah, but you're Peyton Manning. Things come to you a little bit quicker and a little easier than maybe some things that happen to other guys, which is probably the reason why John Harbaugh is such a good coach. He had to scrawl, he had to crawl and scrape and fight with his fingernails to kind of make it work as a quarterback, which is easier to relate to somebody who's trying to become a quarterback. And somebody like Alex Smith, who kind of the same way, also familiar with Andy Reid, also familiar with Matt Nagy, also familiar with Patrick Mahomes. That's kind of been the way the Chiefs have ridden this ship of success. Keep familiarity around the guy that is the most important person on your team. Yes, Kafka left. It is what it is. Yes, other offensive coordinators have left that have been close to Patrick Mahomes. Why not Alex Smith if he wanted to do it? Then what happens in three to four years and the Chiefs win one, maybe two more bowls? And Andy Reid rides off into the sunset. Go lives the rest of his days in Southern Cal with an Hawaiian shirt and no shoes the rest of his life. If it were me, it'd be no shorts as well. And then Alex Smith becomes an offensive coordinator. And then you build this internal franchise even wider. But to me, the most exciting thing to me for Eric Bieniemy is that now maybe, just maybe, he has a chance to not throw up one but two middle fingers to the entire league because it does go back. And again, I read the tweet from Adam Schefter. Deal is complete and official. Washington, according to two hours ago, is giving Eric Bieniemy the title of assistant head coach and offensive coordinator. It is, in the words of one source, a promotion and title contractual structure, multi-year, and annual pay raise. But again, it's about damn time. And the fact that he's got to go through little loops to still get to the ultimate prize, and like Lewis Riddick said, Kingsbury, Hackett, Urban Meyer, Bill O'Brien, all these guys failing miserably. And Eric Bieniemy still doesn't get a chance. It is laughable. But I can see both sides of it if you want to look at the half-full side and say, hey, he's getting a chance. He gets a time now to show the league why they messed up, and that's what we're rooting for. Or you can look at the other side and speak unfairness. But in this situation, I will live in gratitude and not grief. On the other side, are the Chiefs officially a Hollywood style of team? Seems like a guilty pleasure of a song rolling in. That was the question of the night. We'll do it every night at 8 o'clock when this show is on the air. 
Never know what question it's going to be. Just the 8 o'clock question. Tonight is what's the biggest guilty pleasure? Um, from the 913, Dusty Bidemi just beat Philly's two best coordinators in the Super Bowl. Now Philly is going to have to deal with him at least twice a year. I just saw that three of the four coordinators are all on different teams that were in the Super Bowl. The only one that's staying pat is the one that's staying with Pat. Nice job. Uh, Which is, uh, in fact, Steve Spagnola. Which I feel like when he leaves, it's when Andy leaves. They'll just go out together as boys. Arms around each other. If he can get it around Andy, of course. Yeah. Dusty, don't forget about the Rooney rule. Totally agree. I believe people's narrative of the unfortunate of him being an African-American offensive coordinator because people will say, well, hey, there's Doug Peterson, there's Matt Nagy, why them, why these other guys? Of course, I'll listen to that side of the fence as well. I really will. I just get so much of that, and there's so much negativity. I do my best to kind of, you know, go through in a positive way. You'll hear it when we sign off every night on this show. If you're a normal listener, then then I appreciate it. Somebody says their guilty pleasure from the 816 is listening to Juice World every day. R.I.P. Long John Silver's at least once every three months. Wow. That's a guilty pleasure. If you're still smashing hush puppies, chicken and fish basket, more power to you. Malt vinegar guy, yay or nay? I'm a malt vinegar guy. I'll soak take it, it on my fish. You'll soak it? Yeah. I do, I do similar. I just do Tabasco. So I like s- both. I like yeah. a little hit it with a little bit of both. My, my thing is, is I kind of I think Long John Silver's are on the same, like it's a front company, like just like mattress pad right. or the mattress store. Like how many people are still going to Long John Silver's that it's still in business? Shout out to Long John Silver's. Yeah, there was one in Blue Springs where I grew up in. I believe it was... A conjoined twin with A and W. I think yep. that's right. Man, I remember that. A dog and a root beer float. <sighs> root beer floats have kind of died out. Every once in a while, they still kick, you know? Right. If you get the right root beer. What is your root beer? Because this is this is a hot topic to me. Uh, Either A and W or Dad's. Okay, so no mug. I'm okay with it. It's probably third. I'm definitely no on the barks. Okay. What about IBC? Glass bottle by itself cold. I don't want it on ice cream. Okay. Yeah. What's your go-to mug? No, I would say A&W. I think it's the the crispest of all of them. It doesn't have a super syrupy flavor. Yeah. I'm also anti-cream soda. See, now I disagree. Okay. That's ridiculous. How could you not like cream soda? It's just too much. It's like overly fake. You go to Kansas City Joe's, you get a Z-Man, and you don't get Barks Red Cream Soda? No, I get I get strawberry soda, whatever it is on tap. I don't know what their strawberry soda is, but it's always strawberry I'm pretty soda. sure it's, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure it's Barks Red Cream Soda, or maybe strawberry cream soda, but it is technically cream no, soda. No, it's not. It's strawberry pop. It's like either Fanta or it's like a different brand, but it's definitely strawberry. Then they got two different ones, I guess. Probably. Most barbecue places do have a red cream soda. I guess that just is like a, a kid pairing wine with food. Or people that don't drink alcohol and aren't degenerates like myself. Um, Dan and KCK chimes in. Hi, Dusty. Uh, tell everyone uh, that he had a good day at Hen House. 
The parade was good. Good luck to the enemy. All right. I'm ready for the Fighter Fighters Bowlathon tomorrow. I bowl three games. Take care. What's the best bowling game you've ever had? Probably like a 145. That's it's pretty, really hit and miss. I've okay. done a turkey. You do have three done strikes a in a row on your resume. That's solid. You have a 10-7-10 split? Never hit it. Okay. I tried to do the trick that they show in Alley Cats, the Disney movie from no, back in the yeah. day. Didn't work. Nice. Um, you ever seen the movie Kingpin? Of course. Fantastic. Top sports movie for me. We mentioned earlier tonight that I think the Chiefs have maybe gone Hollywood. I don't know. Possibly. We're going to be back in our building in a few weeks. Can you say why you're coming yeah, back? Yeah, for sure. I mean, growing up, um, I was a huge, like, Farley, uh, Farrell, Fallon um, <laughs> kind of guy growing up. And, um, yeah, I used to watch Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live with my mother. And um, it's, a, it's an absolute honor and a, and a privilege to be uh, hosting SNL March 4th. Yeah. so nervous for that. Oh, my God. You are going to be so good. I was talking to Lauren today. I'm like, oh, he's so charming, and he can sing, and he's fun, and it's so good. You think that about me? I do. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I know. I, I was like, yeah, I do. Oh, you're... I, it's amazing. <laughs> but Kelsey Ballerini is a musical guest. Yes. So that's... Yes. It's going to be a hot show. Congratulations. Thank on you that. very much. So I think everybody needs to gear up. This isn't a... Shout out at the haters type of topic. This is more so of a, um, this is more of a, I think the Chiefs are officially there. We've said before that the take of winning a second title is, I, I don't know. They say the second title proves, like Jordan said, one, you're, you're a fluke, two, you're the truth. You win two. That's what he told Ray Allen when the Celtics, after they won their first one, hey, go win a second one. Even Travis Kelsey, I think, was in the KU locker room this season uh, and told him, go win a second title. Then it's real. After he had only won one, thank goodness, um, they they did it uh, and got it done. But the thing that comes with, with national titles and, and, and titles themselves is notoriety, is fandom, is following. I mean, I think my sister at the time when the Packers started getting good, she just started to become a Packers fan. She knew Brett Favre. Didn't matter. She liked the Packers. Why? The Packers were always on. The Packers were always talked about. The people like the Packers. Coming with that as well are events, are things that will come more naturally. And one of those is Travis Kelsey being on Saturday Night Live. People will ask, why is Patrick Mahomes not on Saturday Night Live? That's not him. We mentioned this earlier in the night that there's headliners and then there's superstars. And the comparison I gave were, were like rock bands, right? Like I said, that Travis Kelsey is the flashes to Axl Rose of Guns N' Roses. Like, it's always Axl Rose's band. Like, knocking on heaven's doors, remaster version by them. Yes, you hear the, hey, hey, that's Axl, man. That's not Slash. But when you go to the concert, you see Slash, you hear Axl. When you watch Chiefs games... You see Mahomes, you hear Travis Kelsey. 
And the best way that these things work is that those two that are the driving force behind the Hollywood sign, it's that they understand it. And the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are always going to be in that driver's seat. You thought Tahoe was fun before. Tahoe is going to take an incredibly bigger step this year when Mahomes and Kelsey are there playing golf this time around. Why? Because at Tahoe and people that follow the NBA or the NFL strictly in NFL, they know who Travis Kelsey is. They know who Patrick Mahomes is. Now everybody knows who they are. There are going to be celebrities that you've never seen before. Talk about the Chiefs. More than Eric Stone Street, Paul Rudd, Jason Sudeikis. More than that. More than Pete Sweeney, who now has a book, Celebrity. And the thing that's great about this, and I keep repeating, is that Travis Kelsey knows that his success has come with the arm and the talent of Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey's always been a naturally God-given freak of an athlete. Seven years of 1,000 yards, one of the greatest postseason receivers slash tight ends in the history of the game. And everyone knows that this team ticks because of who plays quarterback. There is no secret. Patrick Mahomes is Batman. Travis Kelsey is Robin. Travis Kelsey is the sexy flash in the pan. Everybody likes him. I said earlier tonight, men want to be him. Women want to be with him. Jimmy Fallon, admittedly, right there on his show, you can hear him falling in love with Travis Kelsey and probably have only met him twice. And he's talking to Lauren Michaels, the creator and and head man for the Saturday Night Live program and saying, oh, he's charming, he's great, you'll love him. And then after Travis Kelsey's like, you mean that? That little dialogue shows you that Travis Kelsey has that wittiness, that superstar power. May not be the headliner, but that's okay in his mindset. And that's what makes it so much better. And now that you've won two titles, and now that you've had two epic speeches, being good-looking and charismatic and tenacious also helps. The sky is the limit. And the Kansas City Chiefs, at least at this point, and their Hollywood thing and their Hollywood fame, it's not going to go anywhere. Patrick Mahomes, 27. Travis Kelsey, 32, 33. They're going to be together for at least two to three more years. And the personalities... They've found their niche. They know what it is. Hell, I watch a high V commercial. Neither one of them says a word. It's still clever. That's how good they've done it. That's how well they perfected it. And instead of having somebody who's jealous of it, they have somebody that's okay with it. And I think that's why the Chiefs are better. Yes, this is very similar to Brady and Gronk. It was always Brady who was the leader. Gronk was the second guy. Why were they successful? They knew it. Gronk knew that Brady was Brady, and Brady knew who Gronk was. Let Gronk be the frat boy. Let Brady be the leader of the fraternity. Very rarely did you see the leader of the fraternity out there getting sideways puking in the yard. But, you know, you did see Mulberry, the best party guy in the whole entire fraternity. It's a made-up name. If that's your name, congratulations. You've made it. But I think it just works. It just seems to work. Coming up on the other side, I want to talk a little Tiger Woods and a little documentary that's got my attention that I think you should check out even if you think that golf is boring.
Oh, man. Someone from the 816, I got to offer Kansas tickets tomorrow. I go skip a baby shower, right? I don't know how that works for you um, and your relationship. Are baby showers, do you, are you, are you, is it always like couples? Because I thought it was baby shower diaper party was like the modern way to do it. So we did diaper party for my buddy, and it was strictly the men yeah. playing poker and everything. So there was no ladies there. And, and for the ladies, yeah. it was the shower. Okay. So 816, now I've been known to help people out. I got a Instacart guy to go on dates with a, with a lady. It worked out. It happened. It's a true story. And I've had people tell me that, that some of my sports topics have, have gotten them laid. I don't know if it was because of what I said or if it was just impeccable timing, but sometimes it does happen, and I just can't i can't be a hater on that. But if you leave the baby shower and it's okay, like if, if you're the only male, I feel like you've got a little bit of clout. But I feel like if the lady has told all her friends that they can bring their their husbands or their boyfriends and they're going to be there, then you got to pass on the KU tickets. Because then you just look bad. Yeah, because then it's like, where's blank? Oh, he got offered KU tickets to play Baylor and Lawrence. He's gone. Doesn't care about your baby. Right. But what I can tell you that if you are the only male and there is a diaper party and you the whole time were just being there to be supportive, take the tickets. Now, it's also 8.37 at night, and I don't know if that guy still has those tickets. The other thing I will tell you is if you don't go and you want to save face, then I think there's a good opportunity that there's probably going to be having this game played again, but it'll be closer to home at the T-Mobile Center. Speaking of T-Mobile Center, I will be going to see Bruce Springsteen tomorrow night, and I cannot wait, and I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. Beyond excited. Again, the... Question of the night that comes at 8 o'clock every night that we do this show is, what is your biggest guilty pleasure? I said mine was the 1975. And they'll be on Saturday Night Live the weekend after Travis Kelsey. Can't wait. I just can't play that song above volume 17 in my car or I get looked at very strange. What's yours? Well, we talked about it a little bit. I, mm-hmm. I have a weird, like comfort zone to just throw on ancient aliens randomly yeah i feel like people in missouri now that legalized weed is on uh, on the menu that that show probably gets watched more times than not oh, i'm sure especially with crazy hair guy george yeah. snuffleupagus is that it yeah it's he he's been he's been bitten so we'll see where he ends up um I, the three one sixes don't women go to showers? Look, it used to be that way. Like from what I understood, is like the baby shower was like all the ladies get around, they hang out, you know, they ask you questions, they bring you stuff, you have some festivities. I could be wrong. And then I thought that guys, more recently than in the past, have come up with diaper parties. Hey, we're gonna get together, play some poker, like you had said. Or we're going to watch something like a game or we're going to do whatever it may be, golf. Everybody just bring diapers or just Venmo me cash and then we'll go from there. 
316 says, what's your favorite Springsteen song? Darkness on the Edge of Town. Many, many reasons. There are different levels of that song as to why, but listen to it, and then we can have a conversation. Kind of the mantra for Dusty's life. I guess. Darkness on the Edge of Town. That's right. Um, A lot of layers to that song, and uh, it's just, it's instrumentally well done, and it's lyrically well done as well. Anyways, um, Tiger Woods looks like he's going to make the cut. The cut is officially at plus one at the Genesis Invitational in California. Tiger making the cut has has one thing that had me intrigued, and, and my buddy, who's a huge, huge golf fan, I said the other day on Twitter, I said, if golf wants to save itself and give it some more, you know, distance in its run, let Tiger use a golf cart. And my buddy, who's he was huge on, on golf and on Tiger Woods, he said he's his favorite athlete, never be topped. He said that would just be something that Tiger would never be able to do and something that would go against all things that are why the PGA Tour is why it's the PGA Tour. Of course, we had some joker respond to me like, well, if Tiger gets a cart, then let John Daly drink on the course. I don't care what happens. That was my next response. I don't care what happens with John Daly. I don't think John Daly is here for a long time. I think he's here for a good time. Shout out George Strait, who joined Springsteen last night in Austin. Yes, I've been following every night. And also thanks to my friend Robert who sends me the set list so I kind of have a a rough draft of what's going into tomorrow night. But the thing that also kind of peeks out is that I don't know where we see Tiger end up in the future. Now, again, the guy's had back surgery. He's had infusions. He's had a, a leg almost cut off. And, you know, just a roller coaster of a life. And I think the thing that will always end up killing Tiger Woods on the course is the fact that he's going to walk 72 holes if he wants to play. I was on my buddy today. I was like, if he makes it to Sunday and he's super out of contention, which he already is, I think Max Homa was at like 10 under last time I checked, which Max Homa is on his way to be ranked the number one golfer in the world. And that's serious. And you look at maybe what is going on with Tiger. Yes, the buzz will always be there when he's playing in a tournament. I mean, I was excited on Monday when I knew he was going to be in this tournament, which is a big one. And he's going to play in the Masters, and he's probably going to play in the U.S. Open, but let him have a cart. The other thing that's interesting that I want people to know about is this Netflix documentary called Full Swing. It's from the same people that did the F1 series, which was very interesting, which gave you an inside look as to what it is that's captivating the world and and a lot of athletes as well. But what's great about this is how they bounce around from these different players and they explain things and they have good interviews and there's bad interviews and there's only been really one episode that dragged and that was the the Fitzpatrick episode. It was a little slow. But man, you saw a side of Tony Finau that I didn't think you knew about. That'll grab your heartstrings a lot. The relationship between Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth is, is displayed in there. All their paying homage to Tiger Woods is in there. It's a fantastic documentary. If you have time, there's no football. You're not as juiced up for the XFL as maybe some of these other people are. You're not doing a mock draft every day like Jay Binkley. Go watch Full Swing. It's like 40-minute episodes, 45-minute episodes. Bang, 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 bang. I, I mean, I powered through like three in one night, three the next, and I got two left. 
but it gives you a good insight of what this tour is. And I know that this tour only survives as long as Tiger Woods is relevant and Tiger Woods is slowly becoming irrelevant. But it's a good watch. And if you have some sort of something that I should watch, maybe you can give some advice. 913-586-7610. Over under, Brady goes to the 49ers. He gets Giselle back. He plays football again. He will never see her again. If he retires, stays away from Fox Sports, kind of gives her a 10-year plan, there's a chance. I mean, Jason Momoa left his girlfriend, and within six weeks, they were back together. Maybe his fiance or wife, but they were back together very, very fast. So who knows? All I know is that Brady, he loves him some Mahomes, and Mahomes has a lot of Brady in him that maybe we didn't know about. We come back, we wrap this show up, we get you out of here and get you ready for the rest of the weekend. This is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. A tether of off, we're going to tether of off the mother sucker. Tether of off the sucker. A tether of off, we're going to tether of off the mother sucker. Tether of off the sucker. A tether of off, we're going to Need some help from the text line people that are still out and about on this show as we have about 10 minutes left. Somebody says, Dusty, I haven't lived in Kansas City for almost 12 years. Can you or any listener tell me, is the Long John Silvers and A&W still in business over on Shawnee Mission Parkway? I can, actually. And it is. That's the one I was talking about. There you go. So, 913, it's been 24 minutes. I apologize it's been that long. But it is still open. Shawnee Mission Parkway. Long John Silver's A&W. I feel like if I went there, I'd still get those chicken strips where, like, the skin just slides right off. You know it's not great, but, hey, it's fast food chicken. Whatever. From the 970, good list tonight, Dustman. Appreciate it. Tonight's been fun. I mean, it's kind of your first insight towards... You know, post-football, we had Vern on, appreciate that as always. Had Binkley on, appreciate that as well. But, uh, you know, good times. Travis Kelsey's going to Saturday Night Live. Tiger Woods is going to play two more days, we think. Again, I'm one of those guys that thinks if Tiger Woods is gets to the point Sunday where he's like plus five and the leader's at minus 14, Tiger's just going to be like, you know what? I don't need to continue. Let me withdraw. I have enough money. I'm good. I don't need it. Must be nice. 913-586-7610. Biggest guilty pleasure. Somebody says Brady will be the next quarterback coach in Kansas City. Wouldn't that be funny? That ain't happening. Never. Not when you got $350 million and a supermodel ex-wife that you're trying to get back. You ain't getting back. Do you think he wants her back? Yes. Oh, yeah. And was him coming back the the Clippers, or was it he came back because it was clipped? Mm, I can't answer that. I think Brady left. I think Brady came back because I think that he's in a position unlike any of us will ever be in. And that is when you are the greatest at something for so long. I don't think 
it's easy for anyone to put it down. Like, and that can be throughout any profession. If you're the greatest project manager for J.E. Dunn for 25 years, you get to that point, you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm out. You retire, and, and six months later, you're like, I don't like this. Right? I'm not, I'm not saying another Shawshank Redemption reference. I'm not saying that everybody's Brooks. Right? Like where you're in the slammer for so long, and then you get out, and you're like, I don't like this world. I like to, you know, ask if I can go take a pee. But again... I think that he just, it's just one of those things. I think LeBron is one of those guys that that was one of the stories as to why Brady maybe came back. LeBron texted him after he had like, I think a 60 point night and the, and Brady was like, man, you're 37 and you're still doing this. And LeBron's like, you could still do it. You're, you're, you got it. And Brady's like, you know, he's right. Like Jordan did the same thing. Like Jordan retired, came back, Jordan retired, came back, Brett Favre, same thing. And Brett Favre was not even half the quarterback that Tom Brady was. But Brett Favre was really good at what he did for a really long time and did it his entire life. And then at the age of like 37, you're like, I don't, I, I'm not going to do this anymore. And then you start debating with yourself, am I, am I doing the right thing? Did I, did I make the right decision? And there's nothing worse than getting inside your own head. And when you do that, it kind of comes across as maybe being selfish and somebody who has kids and a wife as Tom Brady did and then went back to playing football where he's risking maybe longevity and health. Yeah. Could he have done it to stop himself from spiraling, spiraling at such a weird moment in his life where, hey, I retired and this is happening. Maybe if I can play out the season and then reevaluate, bring it back down to earth. You know what I mean? I think it's just the way that he did it. You know, I think Tom Brady retired and then he came back like, within what, six weeks? Like, it wasn't very long. And I think it was like a total of like 47 days. It's something obscure. And that can just kind of scream like, well, you didn't think about it. You know, or there was like a piece of information. But no, Brady is Brady is officially done. Um, It's over. I don't think he'll ever be a coach. He's going to be an analyst. He's going to be a, you know, pop-up movie star in some sort of comedy or something like that where Brady's just going to, like, show up like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, Brett Favre did it and something about Mary. The hell's Brett Favre doing here? I'm here in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. That's the quote. And then he drops another line that he doesn't nail, and that's it. Who has the highest batting average for the Royals this year? Bobby Wood Jr. I truly believe that. Vern, you're joining the show tonight. Some people thought he was a little negative. I think Vern just kind of lets you know how it is. Vern's not a sugar-coated kind of guy. Very blunt. He could be that guy, but then you'd hate him for it, being like, hey, you know what? You promised me this team would make the turn. I didn't promise you anything. I said, I want to see until July where this team's at. A lot of expectations, though, I think, because of this town becoming slowly but surely a championship type of town. I think it's kind of fun also as we wrap this show up to see how the script has been flipped on the Kansas City Chiefs as to say that the Kansas City Chiefs, now I'm saying Malik Wright at Wright the Report or Wright Report, however you want to pronounce it, is the CEO of 
TWSN, the face of the media game, host of the sit-down and state of the jungle presented by blah, 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 21.6 thousand followers, came out in this weird little video of him saying that the Chiefs were, you know, maybe not the underdogs that they claimed that they were. You know why he did that in the alleyway, right? Because he's not confident. That take was trash. Yeah, well, that's good. But, I mean, it's it's fine, right? I try to tell you the Chiefs are Hollywood, man. There's a lot of Brady Gronk vibes with me when it comes to Mahomes and, and, and Kelsey. There's a lot of hatred because of how good you get over time. It happens with all the greatest franchises that continue to win. Golden State Warriors, boy, they were fun, man. And then everybody hated them because they were much better than you. And you knew it. That was the problem. And now that the Chiefs have won two, their quarterbacks won two MVPs and two Super Bowl MVPs, now there is nothing to run from. Now it's just every year, who's winning the AFC West? The Kansas City Chiefs. Who's winning the AFC? Probably the Chiefs, and they'll have somebody challenge them. It's somebody different every year, right? The last two years, it's been Cincinnati. And he says people are sliding to my DMs. They're out of here. Malik Wright, you are this week's Richard of the Week. Once again, thanks to Jay Binkley. As he just tweeted, he's at center block. Good hell. You know he's about to have some fun. And he doesn't care that I say that. He put it on Twitter, so it's out and about. Blake, thanks to you tonight, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, brother. Sure Thank we'll you. we'll have a lot more nights like this. So jump on aboard of the after hours train. Uh, thanks to Josh Vernier in Arizona. Be sure to catch his hot stove show that'll be coming back. Make sure you... Follow him on Twitter as he gives you video and all sorts of things to keep in line with this Kansas City Royals team. And let's have fun, man. Football's over, but the fun's not. Just the NFL. And again, for those of you out there wondering, yes, I'm going to say it. Go do something nice for somebody. Doesn't have to be huge. Something minimal works, too. This world is dark, it's ugly, and it's mean. And it's also rude. Change it up a little bit by doing something nice. I'm Dusty Likens for Blake as well. Have a good night. Take care, Kansas City. Stay safe. I don't know.